السلام عليكم يا جماعة الخير إن شاء الله y'all are all doing well we are nearing the last 10 nights of Ramadan subhanallah and I'm gonna go ahead and be super stereotypical and say man it flew by so fast <laughs> Like everybody says that towards the end, especially when you're having little small talk after taraweeh. That's just like the go-to. Dang, man, this month went by so fast. Subhanallah. <laughs> But really, though, it really did. Like I posted an episode as soon as Ramadan started, and I feel like I I just uploaded that. But now we're already two-thirds of the way through. Subhanallah, time flying by. In today's episode, inshallah, I would like to discuss the last 10 days of Ramadan, Laylat al-Qadr, how we can take advantage of these last 10 days, and inshallah, make the most of them in order to fulfill our main Ramadan objectives of tightening our relationship with Allah, as well as seeking His forgiveness. I have some tips, some advices to share. Actually, I don't even know if advices is a word. <laughs> A while back, I started using that word sarcastically or ironically as a reference to the plural of process, which is processes, which I feel like is just super pretentious. And so I just started saying advices as a joke, but I've been saying it so long and so often now that I don't know if that's, <laughs> if it's real or not. <laughs> that's what happens when you play too much. Reality just, just gets blurred. Anywho, these are tips or just things that I have done previously that have helped me take advantage of the last 10 days. And inshallah, I'd like to share that with y'all. Disclaimer slash reminder, I am not a sheikh or imam or scholar. Okay, I don't have academic credentials in Islam. If you listened to the intro episode of this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I highly recommend take a quick listen just to give you an understanding of why I talk the way that I do or discuss these topics or offer advice the way that I do. This is all coming from my perspective as an average Muslim, a generic Muslim. This is not a place for me to quote hadith and sunnah and lines from the quran if you need tips or guidance with more religious backing go talk to your local sheikh or muslim leader i recommend podcasts like umar sulaiman <laughs> i love him this podcast however is more about taking things that people like umar sulaiman say and then help us apply them to our day-to-day -day lives i wanted to cover this topic in an episode because i <laughs> i know how it gets especially after that that mid-Ramadan lull or slump. Like for me personally, after week two, I generally will begin to feel the after effects of all these changes that I've made in the beginning of Ramadan. And this isn't specific to Ramadan, just in general. If I change my sleep routine and my food routine, if those routines alter within a two-week span, I'm generally fine and there are no consequences. But if I continue to do it for more than two weeks, by week three, my body is like, yo, we can't, we, what are we doing out here? We can't keep doing this. And that's when I start getting really, really tired throughout the day. I start losing my focus. My hunger levels just like shoot up and I'll all of a sudden be like super, super hungry throughout the day or I'll feel super dehydrated even if I drank a lot of water previously. So for me, My mid-Ramadan is generally pretty rough. In order to prepare for the last 10 days, because we only have like five days between the midpoint of Ramadan and the last 10 days. So generally, I will try to spend like the 18, 19 days trying to recoup and taking things a little bit easier, catching up on my sleep and making sure that I'm eating properly so that by the time day 20 comes around, I'm ready to 
not sleep and just like go ham at the ibadah. So these are just some things that I have done or am currently doing that help me focus in the last 10 days. To quickly run through the tips before we jump in, number one, renew your intentions, reevaluate your Ramadan goals. Number two, hyper focus on nightlife, <laughs> which I will further explain in a bit. Number three, cram, cram, cram. Number four, don't get caught up in trying to identify Laylatul Qadr. I know some of y'all out here doing the most. Number five, make a plan. Number six, minimize excessive socializing and iftars. Number seven, diversify your ibadah. Number eight, donate daily. Number nine, seek forgiveness from others. And then number 10, encourage your circle of friends and family to take advantage of these last 10 days. Bismillah rahman rahim Number one, renew your intentions. This goes hand in hand with reevaluating your Ramadan goals. These are the goals that you set in the beginning of Ramadan, whether they were goals that you just had in the back of your head or goals that you had physically written down somewhere, this is the time for you to take a pause, reflect on your growth or lack of growth and see how you are going to further implement those goals into the last 10 days. So I will generally use this time kind of like a checkpoint. If there are goals that I have not been working on, this is a time for me to look back at them and say, okay, I need to get back on it. If there are goals that I did not set in the beginning of Ramadan, now is the time where I might add them in, basically adding new goals. This is also the time where I will look at the goals that I have been working on and I have been doing a good job of staying on top of them mainly to just gauge where i'm at in terms of growth within a specific form of ibadah so like if my objective was to read more quran and that's the goal that i set in the beginning of the month am i actually growing in reading the quran that i read what i said i would read and then based on that answer wherever i am i will push myself even further these last 10 days whether i have accomplished a goal or not this is the time to reevaluate, adjust my goals, recalibrate, and then renew my intentions for this last part of the month. If you listened to the first episode that I posted, the 12 atypical Ramadan goals, I talked a lot about this concept of identifying what level you are at within certain forms of the ibadah like prayer, Quran, charity, etc. And then stepping it up one level or two levels to ensure that you are growing as a Muslim during this month. So taking that concept of identifying your levels, I use this checkpoint to see where I am in regards to that progress. If I said I was going to read Quran and I still haven't read, then this is the time to start reading. If I said I was going to read five pages a day, this is the time where I would push that up and say I'm going to read eight pages a day, 10 pages a day. Don't let your inactivity in the past 20 days affect whether you are going to kill these last 10 days or not. If you've been doing the bare minimum or not doing anything at all, now is the time to change things up. Number two, hyper-focus on nightlife. For me, this means taking advantage of all the nightly activities available. This means trying to stay up as late as I can to perform as much ibadah as I can. And in my community, this is when generally mosques start having a lot of nightly events like more taraweeh, doing a lot more qiyam, having 
doing a lot more lectures on Islam. This is when people start doing i'tikaf. When I try not to value sleep as much as I usually do outside this month. Now usually I need like a solid eight to nine hours of sleep. Otherwise I'm just like, I'm suffering the entire day. But for these last 10 days, I will push through the sleepiness and try to retrain my brain to not need that much rest. Because for me, the reality is I can sleep after Eid. Missing Laylat al-Qadr or not taking advantage of all the opportunities and possibilities of the last 10 days, nah, we, we ain't sleeping y'all. And to help make this happen, I will try to take it really easy in the daytime. If you need to take a nap in the day to compensate, take a nap in the day. Or if there are extensive tasks that might take up a lot of time that you are planning on doing within these last 10 days, if you can hold that off until after Ramadan, that might be to some benefit. If you don't have to do it right now, and it might take up a lot of time that you could be spending at the mosque, praying more tarawih or going to qiyam, then just consider postponing it. Do not let this dunya trick you. Don't, don't let her do it. Don't, don't, don't do it. This is the literal one time in the year where we are told to go at it. Any other time of the year, do what you want to do. But these 10 days, prioritize your nightlife, your nightly activities, inshallah. Number three, cram, cram, cram. I view this the same way that I viewed studying for exams and finals back when I was in college and high school, <laughs> where I would spend the three days before a final. Um, actually, mm, to be realistic and a little bit more honest, usually like the night before <laughs> a final exam, because I was a little too careless to start studying early. I would when the night before the final just cramming everything and anything that I possibly could. <laughs> now I view Laylat al-Qadr as the 10-day version of that cramming period, that cramming session that I would have. I mean doing things like reading an unimaginable amount of Quran, making non-stop dua, constantly talking to Allah throughout my day and night, giving as much charity as you possibly can, and just being on your best behavior these last 10 days. Like I said, if you've been struggling or you haven't done anything productive this Ramadan, now is the time to cram it all in. Don't think about limits or think within your personal limits. Just go at it nonstop as much as you possibly can, even if it means you not getting as much sleep as you're used to. And I don't feel like I need to go through the benefits of catching Laylat al-Qadr. I'm sure we all know <laughs> what they are. If not, feel free to Google it or go watch Amr Suleiman's episodes on Laylat al-Qadr. Number four, don't get caught up in trying to identify Laylat al-Qadr. This seems to be a very common trend to try to look at things like the weather or to find signals that last night was Laylat al-Qadr, which okay, like, yeah, if that's your thing, that's fine. But if it gets to the point where you are trying so hard to identify Laylat al-Qadr that you aren't taking advantage of the last 10 nights, mm, we got something wrong going on. It would be unfortunate if you assumed based on the weather that Laylat al-Qadr was on the 23rd night and you kind of just didn't try as hard the last seven days because of it and then on the day of judgment you find out you were wrong like <laughs> embarrassing like from what i was taught we're not supposed to know what night is little qadr so that we can try our best during the entire 10-day period because in the end no human truly knows when it is so 
Just leave it to Allah and try your best these last 10 days. Number five, make a plan. This is kind of a reference to one of the goals that I mentioned in the 12 atypical Ramadan goals episode where I mentioned how I write down physically in my task journal what my objectives are. And in this journal, I have the tasks for every single day of the week drawn out. So for me, Making a plan looks like going in the last 10 days and adding the task, read 10 pages of the Quran, for example. The purpose of this is to take your intentions and your goals set in tip number one of this episode and putting it down on paper or putting it in your phone, whatever floats your boat. But realizing the importance of taking these ideas out of your head and putting it down in front of you. If your goal is to go to Tarawih every single night for the next 10 days, add to every single day the task of going to Tarawih. If your plan is to go to an Islamic lecture every other day, put it in the journal. Whether it's a journal that you use throughout the entire year or it's a single sheet that you have specifically for Ramadan or a Google Doc or a notes app that you have on your phone, Whatever it is, put it down and have an itemized list of the things that you need to do so that you are able to check something off or cross something off when you've completed it. To give yourself some sort of visual accountability to these objectives. Additionally, make a nightly schedule. Set up time blocks for your ibadah. So if tarawih at your masjid is from 9.30 to 10.30, put that down in a calendar in your notes app and block out that time for that activity. And then say you want to read Quran from 11.30 to midnight, put it down on the calendar. Make a clear digestible plan for exactly what you need to be doing for the next 10 nights. If you truly care to accomplish these goals and get closer to Allah, you gotta prioritize your time. And in order to prioritize your time, you have to have a schedule. Number six, minimize excessive socializing and iftars. Now, this is something I think that we all sometimes struggle with at some point during Ramadan. And that looks like sometimes being overbooked for iftar invitations that you have. So I remember at one point in my previous Ramadans, I had like four evenings in a row, four separate iftars, four different groups. And I remember by day three, I was just like mentally exhausted from all the socializing, all the small talk and catching up with people. Now it'd be one thing if you have all these iftars, but you still plan on going to tarawih after every single one and still reading the pages of the Quran that you needed every single night. If you can do that, Masha'Allah may Allah reward you. You are blessed with the mental capacity to do so. But if you start to feel like these iftars are getting in the way of you going to tarawih or doing what you need to do or discouraging you from accomplishing your Ramadan goals, you might need to take a step back a bit. Very respectfully hold out on some of the iftars because sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in the, the socializing vibe. Some people have iftars where you guys break fast together and then y'all go to the mosque together that's amazing mashallah but if you say y'all break fast at 7 30 p.m and you don't leave the iftar until like midnight and you just spent about four and a half hours socializing when you could have spent 10 p.m to midnight 
at the masjid praying, then that might not be the best way to spend the last 10 days. And this isn't specific to iftars, even at the masjid. If you're going to tarawih and after the first eight rak'at, you go outside and are talking with your friends for like two and a half hours, mm, you could have spent that time reading more Quran. And it's not to say completely avoid the entire community for these last 10 days. Obviously, community is still a huge part of Ramadan. But why not, instead of sitting outside and talking for hours, you guys go to like an Islamic lecture or go back inside and pray tahajjud. For these last 10 days, this is just a time to be really aware of how you're spending your time. And if you're excessively socializing, whether at the masjid or during iftar or at suhoor gatherings, when you could be worshiping Allah, then let's let's reevaluate, you know? Number seven, diversify your ibadah. This is the time to change up the forms of worship that you have been focusing on. So if your main goal for the entire month of Ramadan was just reading more Quran, but not so much focusing on something like charity, now would be the time to tie in a little bit of charity. If you've been going to Tarawih, but you haven't gone to any Islamic lectures, try going to some Islamic lectures. Look at the various forms of ibadah and try to do a little bit of everything. Dabble a bit, you know? There are general categories that I usually focus on. Things like, one, the voluntary prayers. So like Tarawih, Tahajjud, Qiyam. Two, reading of the Quran. Three, charity work. Four, gaining knowledge, like going to an Islamic lecture, learning something new, getting inspired by a talk. Five, uh, du'a. So like personal da'at, this is the time where I might make a list or like a, an Excel sheet of prayers, things that I want to ask Allah for during these last 10 days. Dhikr, remembrance of Allah, and doing things like tasbih, saying subhanallah, 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 alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And then there is reflection time, so just sitting and thinking about Allah, reflecting on my own actions, how I've been in the past, how I am right now, how I can be better in the future. I'm sure there's more, but I just can't remember right now. But generally, I will try to dabble in each and every one of those every single night for these last 10 days. For the first 20 days, I will have more general goals or more focused goals, I guess. Whereas the last 10 days, I really try to focus on the cram idea and just do it all. You never know which one of those forms of ibadah on whichever one of those nights might be your ticket to Jannah. I really try to push my limits during these last 10 days because I, on the Day of Judgment, want to be able to say I didn't spend the most valuable period throughout the year just lollygagging around. Rather, I push my limits purely for the sake of Allah. Number eight, donate daily. So this is something that I started doing more recently. When I was younger, I didn't even, I didn't even think about this. But the idea of donating every single night in the last 10 days to inshallah ensure that your donation falls on Laylatul Qadr. And this is kind of a popcorn off of Number seven, to diversify. And this this tip to donate daily was actually my inspiration for the concept of diversification during the last 10 days. So you donate every single night to ensure it falls on Laylatul Qadr. And when you quote unquote diversify, you are ensuring that you're doing all forms of ibadah on the night whichever Laylatul Qadr ends up being on. There's a really cool website called LaunchGood. 
It's a Muslim-owned. I mentioned this previously, but they have this feature on their website where you can set up daily donations. Highly recommend because if you're anything like me, I will definitely forget if I don't have it automated. Number nine, seek forgiveness from others. This is another reference to one of the goals in the 12 Atypical Ramadan Goals episode where I discussed the process of forgiving people where for some people, forgiveness might look like on the first day of Ramadan, they forgive that person and it's done. You're good. And I think that's usually what we think of when it comes to forgiving during Ramadan. And I pointed out that that might not be easy for everybody. We all process emotions and interpersonal conflicts differently. So for me, I pointed out the option of using Ramadan as a time to reflect and set a goal for me to forgive by. So I'll spend like the first 20 days of Ramadan just really thinking through what happened, why it hurt me so much, why does it still bother me, why am I still holding on to this? And then usually by the last 10 days, I tell myself like, dude, it's done. Forgive and it's in the past. May Allah forgive them for their shortcomings. May Allah forgive me for my shortcomings. And the way that I try to view it is if I were to die right now, would I be happy with still having held on to some sort of anger towards someone that at one point was important to me? I mean, I would hope that that I would have had settled all matters with people that at one point were important to me. And in order for me to make sense of that, I would have to expect other people to accept my apology and forgive me for my shortcomings. So it would be hypocritical if I did not reciprocate that and I weren't that forgiving. So these last 10 days, I try to practice some humility and remind myself that I myself am imperfect. I can't expect other people or Allah to be forgiving if I myself am not forgiving. So try to use this time to dig deep and find that forgiveness. And if there's such thing as an ideal time to forgive and ask for forgiveness, these last 10 days would be that time. And then finally, number 10, encourage your circle of friends and family to take advantage of these last 10 days. Now, I usually do this simply as a reminder to my network of people. So whether it's like your family group chat or one of the group chats that you have with your friends or your like Muslim classmates, whatever it is, this is a time where I would go in, send a quick, humble reminder that the last 10 days is coming up. And the reason why I started doing this was because I realized that even for me, sometimes I just lose track of time. Sometimes my day 15 through 19 of Ramadan is just really chaotic and things slip my mind or I'm not following through with my task journal and keeping track of my, my goals. And it just really helps to have someone be like, hey, by the way, we're entering the last 10 days of Ramadan. Simple as that. I'll usually send a text that says something like, Salam everyone. This is just a friendly reminder. I was just at the mosque and the sheikh reminded me that we are entering the last 10 days of Ramadan and I wanted to relay that message. And inshallah, we are able to benefit from these last few nights. Something like that, you know? Now you gotta be careful with your tone so you don't come off sounding stuck up. But if you care about these people, then it never hurts to remind them of the beauty and the infinite opportunities for us to become better Muslims during these last 10 days. So even if one person in your network sees that text and thinks, ah, dang, yeah, you're right, and is able to renew their intentions and renew their goals for the last 10 days, then you just got all of the good deeds, all the hasanat, for that reminder. Inshallah, that is all I have to share for today's episode. Inshallah, I'd like to end this episode with a humble and simple reminder that it is truly and literally never too late to better your relationship with Allah. Everybody has their own path. 
We cannot change the past. It happened. All we can do is look at where we are right now and say, tomorrow, I'm going to be better. I know this sounds like the end of an Oprah episode, but I always, always stress this idea because I think a lot of us get caught up in what we think everybody else is doing. Everybody has their own struggles, their own resources, their own support systems. We all might have similar finish lines, but our starting lines are all very different. Now, with that being said, if you have just not been into Ramadan thus far, you haven't been working on yourself, you haven't been working on your relationship with Allah, consider just focusing on these last 10 days, taking just one step closer to Allah during these last 10 days. And just remember the fact Allah's mercy is infinitely greater than your sins, than your struggles, than your shortcomings. Worry about now and plan for tomorrow, inshallah. I pray that Allah accepts our fasts and our repentance during these last 10 days. May these last 10 days be a turning point for all of us. Allahumma ameen. Y'all take care. Tell your family that you love them. And I will see y'all in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum.